I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Y'all remember the song by Alabama, 40-hour week for a living? Well, this day and time, that normally just doesn't pay for everything. So you're there 50, 60, sometimes 70 hours a week working where you do just to make a living for your family. And the last thing that you want to have is someone come steal something that you work so hard to get. But that's becoming an everyday thing across America to where judges, well, they just don't do anything to them for stealing. It's a slap on the wrist and sometimes it's not even that. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Thief. Terry, something happened to me two weeks ago that has never happened to me in my entire life. What is that? I've been robbed. Really? I say robbed. I was stolen from. Let let me reword it that. Okay, let me back up and say maybe it wasn't me, but I had somebody's four-wheeler and it got stolen from me. Okay, so walk me through this. This is the first time hearing about this. Okay, of course, you know, everybody brings their junk to me to tinker with. Well, that's because you're a tinker, but you can repair some stuff. And what our audience may not know is that not many people have a 4,000 square foot shop. Junk. Yeah. It, it, you know, and you know, I mean, the shop I, is nice. Well, thank you. But you know, the people I hunt with, they'll, eh, this won't work right. So we'll put it in the shop. And when I got time, we'll fiddle with it. Yeah. But you like doing that. Oh, I enjoy it. Uh, and my neighbor down the road had brought his four wheeler here. It wouldn't crank. And the best I can determine, it was the starter. And I just hadn't had time to fix it. So we're built, we're going to build us a new studio for us to record in. So I bought lumber and had it delivered. And so the lumber and the four wheeler, something had to go. So I pushed the four wheeler out in front of my shop and didn't think anything about it. Now I think before you go there and I, I can, I can already see where this is leading. Yeah. You left the four wheeler outside. Yep. You go home. Well, which is, you know, right on the same property. You spend the night, you get up the next day and you notice it's gone. Yep. That's it. I went to go, I went to go check on my mom and I walked by and I thought, well, oh, Reg, why he picked that up so early in the morning? So I went in and I saw my mom and I called him. I said, why'd you come over? He goes, I ain't been over to your house. I said, yes, you have. And quit pulling my leg. And we went back <laughs> and forth. And then I determined, no, he didn't. And I think for people that don't understand when you live in a small little community, I mean, we live in a, a decent sized city, but we live outside of that city. That there are still pockets in this world, and I think those pockets are getting smaller and smaller, where you don't have to leave your you you can leave your doors unlocked. Correct. You don't have to lock your shop. But I think those those days are about over. And I think for you, yeah, they are. They are. But you know, three feet from the four wheeler was my son's truck with keys and the ignition because I'd worked on it to like. 10, 10 30 that night and then i backed it out and just left it sitting there so how long ago was this two weeks ago okay so was that about the same time that they said that they had stolen a side by side right down from you so that must be 
a hot item to steal. That particular weekend where we live, uh, mine got stolen that night, and the night before, 10 were stolen. And Oh, my goodness. Just in our area. Yeah, this county. Here's what will blow you away on that. The sheriff's department recovered every one of those that were stolen that weekend. So that was like 12, and they recovered every one of them. I mean, was this a dummy that stole them? I mean, obviously, they were pretty <laughs> clever and got away with it at the time. Yeah. Now, you know, mine, they had to push it like, I don't know, probably 300 yards before oh, yeah. they loaded it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And which was clever. So, uh, you know, of course, uh, my weathering stuff is on Facebook, so I put a picture of it on there. And two old boys just happened to be looking at it and go, huh, I just traded for that. And they had traded a car for the side-by-side that you mentioned yeah. and a four-wheeler. And so they pick up the police and call the, the sheriff's department and said, hey, I think something's a little fishy here. We just traded for this, and we don't want to be in trouble. So the law goes out, and of course it's it. And uh, they call me, and we go out and visit with them. And really nice people. And, you know, it's it's a few nice people left in this world, and they were really good. So now they're giving back up the four-wheeler, and they no longer have a car. Because, so they really got hammered on this deal, but they yeah. wanted to do the right thing. Right. So while we're standing there, they had given uh, the police the, the guy's picture and everything that they made the deal with. Yeah. And they get a, a what they call a bolo that says, hey, we've got the suspect. So they leave to go chase the suspect. Well, he wrecks their car in the pursuit. I feel sorry oh, for those guys. Uh, it's, I don't know how much damage is done, but he wrecks it in, in the, the chase. So he's arrested. And the last I got out of the detectives, he traded it with somebody else not far from you also. So it's a ring of these people that swap. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I was playing tennis with my tennis buddy the other day, and she mentioned that they had stolen, like, riding lawnmower. They'd stolen weed eater. You know, just crazy stuff. And it's like, really? You can't go get your own stuff. It's just aggravating because for a lot of people, they don't have the funds. And I'm not saying that I do, but for a lot of people, we can't just turn around and go replenish well, what, take, what's been taken. You take a a good weed eater, weed eater, which is a steal. That's three hundred and fifty dollars plus tax. For yeah, us. and that's what we have. Yeah, and they are the best of the best. Is well worth the money. But you don't want somebody to take. That's hard to to come up with an extra $350 at the end of the month after you've paid your bills. It is. Because a lot of people have to save to get stuff like this. Well, you know, it just got me to thinking, and I pulled this up while we were talking, and I thought, well, what are some things? Because, I mean, if you're not a thief, you really don't have a clue as to what a goes on in the mind of a thief and what right. they're actually looking for. And so I thought I'd just talk about what these are and it says the top 13 items stolen by burglars now this is like if they're breaking in your house what yeah. they're going to look for. yeah this is what I, i'm assuming it is number one and you tell me if you would agree with this cash oh yeah you know and sometimes we try to be really clever about where we leave cash first of all you ain't gonna find any cash in my house <laughs> it ain't there no it's not there i mean half the time i don't have cash when i need cash because we've gotten all dependent on the debit card correct uh, i mean that's kind of a bad thing because there are times when you go into small little places or you know you're going to spend 50 cents you need I use your debit to, card or not i went in subway today and i get to the window and they go uh we're sorry but the debit machine is broke you have cash and I just happened to have 12 bucks on me. You know, it's funny you say that. When we went out of town a couple of weeks ago heading to the beach, and there's this whole thing with about trying to find an establishment that stays open past 8 o'clock because everybody's having to close because they don't have anybody staffed. 
And there were uh, several places that I saw had signs posted that said cash only. You better be getting cash. And the wild thing is now is that there's a shortage of change. So you've yes, heard that. Is. So, hey, you got one of those big change jugs. jugs Somebody may be coming in to take it. I remember about three years ago, and you know, this all brings back memories when you say that of when you got to come up with money. I was in a town called Pecos, Texas, which is, is about as far west as you can go in Texas. And we go in and eat, and we get ready to pay. And, uh, yeah, the machines broke. And, you know, we're from out of town. And we had to go to the car and dig to come up with the last five bucks to pay for the meal. But you bad. actually could? Yeah, we actually, between three of us, we come up with, I think it was like 80-something dollars. And, I mean, by the hair of our skinny skin skin, we paid for it. Now, listen, I have actually been, this has been a long time ago. Every once in a while, my husband and I would get up and we'd go eat breakfast at an establishment that's a chain all over. Right. And we get ready to leave, and he looks, I mean, he has this white look. Oh, that's an awful feeling. He didn't have his billfold with him. And I didn't bring my purse. So, I mean, <laughs> how are you going to get out of that predicament? The lucky thing was the place that we used to go was literally four minutes from the house. So we just tried to be real sly about it. He slid out of the booth. I acted like I needed some more coffee. I kept nursing that coffee. <laughs> he ran home, got the billfold. And came back, and, it, and all was well. But I guess that would have been one that you could predict. But number two is prescription drugs. Oh, those drug heads love that. Oh, they? my gosh. It says it's easy to sell on the street and very profitable. And, I mean, I know they're always saying one thing you need to do is if you have anything that's obsolete, you need to go ahead and flush it or you, you, there's the proper way of disposing of it. But a lot of people will take the drugs that you actually need. You know, that's the problem. Correct. All right, number three is Jewelry. It's always easy to carry away and fairly easy to sell to stores who buy gold, silver, and precious stones. And I know somebody not too long ago that had some jewelry that was taken. And that's the bad thing about it is sometimes these are family heirlooms. It may be a $50 item, but to you, it's priceless. Yep. And somebody, some lowlife, feels like they have to come in and invade your privacy, steal something like that, and they take it to a pawn shop. Who knows? No different. I'm not faulting the pawn shop. And then before you know it, it's gone and you may never see that again. You know, and that's that's sad because, again, that means something to you. It doesn't Correct. mean anything to them but money. Number four is electronics. And this is televisions, gaming consoles. And I could see that. I think it's a little bit harder if you see somebody walking off with a 50-something square inch TV. It's kind of obvious. It's kind of obvious, especially if they do. But, you know, people are doing things in broad daylight now. Saw a news story this week where they go in, they just rush, grab hands full, and walk out the door. And, you know, they just look at the security. They don't care now. But that goes back to the laws that are being passed to where anything stolen of $1,000 and below is a misdemeanor now. And they don't even stop them. Well, you know, the friend of mine that had the uh, all of the stuff stolen, and there's a bizarre story that went with that as well, but... They call, and the first thing that the person on the other end, law enforcement, said, not smart. They were not being a smart aleck, but they said, what do you want us to do about it? And her response is, your job. 
you know, send somebody. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that our police departments are so strapped, and that's terrible to mm-hmm. say. They got to pick and choose which things they send people out to. So if you've lost something, got something stolen, uh, you might be on your own. Yes, at the bottom of the list. It and is. With you saying that, eventually people will start handling it themselves. Yeah, and then it's going to be, and this leads to number six guns one of the easiest items to sell on the street and very profitable yeah and i think in today's world everybody feels like and there's two sides of the coin whether i'm a a gun toting person or i don't believe in them or whatever else but for those folks that have a gun and i would say especially in the south most of us do whether you're a hunter or for defense or whatever the purpose of it is that's one thing you do not want taken from you uh, especially since it's so hard to get ammo. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, so number seven is tools. Oh, expensive. Yeah, I mean, tools are not cheap these days. And I know you made the mistake of getting some cheap tools and you learned the <laughs> lesson from that. But That's I mean, right. but you have some expensive stuff right. too. Number eight is household goods and decor. I just don't know that if I'm a thief and I'm not a thief, well, I just don't know that I'm going to take the. The risk, which apparently you just told me the risk is getting less and less, to break in somebody's house just to get some pots and pans. Yeah, that um, it just don't add up. All right, designer handbags and clothing. And for you guys, you may not realize, but handbags, depending on the brand, can be several thousand dollars. See, I wouldn't have known that. Several thousand dollars, so I could see that. Number 10 is alcohol. It says many thieves simply steal enough alcohol to enjoy for themselves, but they may try to steal more expensive liquor or wine. And that could be you breaking it. into a liquor store. And you think about it. Some of this stuff, if you buy an expensive bottle of champagne, an expensive bottle of wine, you could be talking about a lot of money. Number 11 is personal papers. Thieves will steal personal information to be used later to steal your identity. Now that would scare me more than anything. Well, they can do so much damage with that. It's such an invasion of your privacy. I remember long, long time ago when I was growing up, my parents had, and this is when we had customized vans. I mean, you were cool if you had a customized van. And I remember saying, them talking about they'd been broken into. Again, this was the day nobody locked their vehicle. That easy access. And they went in and stole a bunch of stuff. And I remember that I had a this is back in the day when everybody wrote letters to people. Remember those days. And I had a letter that I don't even know who it was had written me a letter, and they had tore it open and read it. You know, it was such an invasion that of is. my privacy, but it also made you think, was it somebody that you knew? Mm-hmm. All right, but here's the last one, or last couple of ones is golfing equipment. I don't golf. I'm not a golfer. Golf clubs can be extremely expensive. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can have just a driver and spend five, six hundred dollars. And that's just a driver. You're talking about the little guy that takes you around in the golf cart? (laughs) No, that's actually a club. Okay. So that's a little bit different. But um, a good set of golf clubs. And it's weird that I just brought that up. One of my golfing buddies a couple of months ago said, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? She said they had pulled their golf cart up to their house. She said, I have left my golf clubs on the back. I can't tell you how many times. She said, I even stopped that night and thought, do I need to bring my golf clubs in? Well, apparently the answer was yes, because the next day they were gone. So she had to buy more golf clubs. That ain't right. And then the last one that they have listed, which is one that I guess I would not have thought of, would have been bicycles. 
I think people have shifted more from bicycles to what you just encountered. You're they right. want four wheelers. They want side by sides. They want more money. Oh my gosh, those things are expensive. I mean, how much is a side by side? Side by side can run anywhere from twelve to about twenty two thousand dollars. But where are we like on? Let's say higher priced items like there were certain cars that people desired. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that when you start looking statistically of cars that are stolen, the first thing that pops in your head was a new car that people want. Well, maybe not. Really? Because they can get rid of it as easy. But if you take a average looking car, you know, like when they steal it going down the road. It goes unnoticed to the police. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Now, are they looking to steal this to to go in? You used to hear them say, chop shops? Yeah. All right. Let's take North Carolina, for example. Take a wild guess what the number one stolen car was in in that state last year. Now, I'm going to guess. Okay. And I'm not going to look. But I remember a long time ago, and I could be wrong, that an Accord used to be a very desired car when it, when it came to so a thief might want one. I mean, is that it? Are you sure you didn't look at my list? I, I promise. Honestly, I did not. Terry, the number one stolen car in North Carolina is a 2008 Honda Accord last year. And don't ask me why I said an Accord, but I remember sometime back. I couldn't have told you the year. I honestly couldn't. Right. And I just took a stab. Oh, you neck. Number two is a 2019 Ford F-150. Okay. The number three most stolen car in North Carolina was a 2015 Altima. Those are popular. But the number one, the Honda Accord, and an 08 model, that would blend in. And, you know, if you watch any of the, 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 you know, the shows when somebody's on the run, that's what they take is just like a Honda because it blends in. Nobody notices it. But I wonder why it's a particular year. I, I would have had no clue. I mean, and that I just pulled that out of my rear end to guess an Accord, but I sure wouldn't have guessed what year? You know, I don't have the answer for that other than maybe that was one of the better years of that car that everybody is after. Right. Uh, you know, like a Chevrolet truck, that 07 to 11 that had the, the uh, that engine in it that everybody wanted, LS. Okay. That's a real common thing. Okay. All right. In Texas, it's an 06 Ford F-150. The number two most stolen is a 06 Chevrolet. And the number three, it even goes back a little older than that, an 04 Dodge. But it sounds like every one of those is a pickup. Yeah, pickup trucks. They're real popular in Texas. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of get that for Texas. Is there anything up further north? All right, let's go, let's go up to Massachusetts. Let's just see what's going on in Massachusetts. Apparently, it is not a big truck state, but it goes back to what you said just a moment ago. A 97 Honda Accord. Now, that's getting on up there, uh, a 97 model. The number two is a, a 2000 Honda Accord. They're real popular. And number three is almost new, a 2018 Camry. And this is in Massachusetts. Wow. And since we're up in that part of the woods, let's, let's go on over to New York and just take a quick look at what they've got. Number one most stolen car in New York is the 18 Honda Accord. The number two is an 18 Toyota Camry. An 18 Honda Civic, it's tied for number two. And number three is a 2018 Nissan Altima. So every one of those is 2018 models. Yeah, so they're real big on that in New York. Wow. Now, what what's happening in our little old state? I didn't even look at it to see what happens here. I'm sure it's a pickup truck in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all over pickup trucks. Number one, 06 F-150, an 08 Chevy pickup truck. And then coming in third is the 17 Altima. Altima must be a pretty popular car for everybody wanting these. It must be. You know, I just don't understand what goes on in the mind of a thief. Why? 
some people spend more effort and more energy breaking in yep. and taking someone's stuff. Like Christmas. How many times do you hear that they broke into a house and they take everybody's Christmas presents? It takes a certain individual to do something like it's that. mean. You're like the Grinch. I just don't understand that. But there's also some bizarre things that people have stolen. Here's one of them, Scotty. Tell me if you would ever guess that someone stole Einstein's brain. Never. There's something compelling about preserving one of the greatest brains in history. So keeping Albert Einstein's would be understandably enough if he'd given permission. Einstein asked to be cremated with the ashes scattered secretly so no one would consider the site special. But Thomas Harvey, the doctor on call when Einstein died in 1955, removed the brain without the family's permission so he could do scientific research on the brain of a genius. And he kept it in a beer cooler. So here's another one. A ski lift. I mean, these are not your common, let's go in there and steal some cash and get a TV. It says, in the spring of 2012... Czech police were called to a resort to investigate a ski lift that had gone missing. The thieves had no small task getting the goods. The job involved three steel columns and the structures supporting them, plus more than half of a mile of steel cable. I mean, that's not something you go in and steal in an hour. That takes time. And took more than two people also. Oh, it took an army and nobody noticed? That's weird. Okay, Inside so, job, I'm going to go ahead yeah, and say. All right, now here's one that just sounds like it's just bizarre. Dog poop. And I have to ask, what would you do with dog it poop? It says, Des Moines driver reported that someone had broken into their truck in an apparent attempt to steal the vehicle in 2015. When the hot wiring proved unsuccessful, the suspect allegedly grabbed a plastic baggie of doggy doo-doo instead. Perhaps strangest of all, the missing goods were valued at a dollar. Don't miss these under 38 dumbest criminals of all time. (laughs) I don't understand that one. Yeah, that's peculiar. And then here's one number four that says beach. Stolen sand sounds like the least of any beach's problems. But things got serious in Jamaica's Coral Springs Resort. Thieves made off with about 500 truckloads worth of sand in 2008, likely to sell to competing hotels. That just tells you that they will steal anything. I mean, we're talking about from dog feces to a beach to a ski lift. And let me say this. I don't know if you know this. This is one of those America's secrets also that was stolen. Did you know John F. Kennedy's brain was stolen? Seemed like you said something about that. We we may have mentioned it on another episode, but his his brain was stolen under lock and key. I, I don't get it, and I kind of do. Where JFK, there's, you almost go, well, okay, that's somebody famous. Yeah, or Albert Einstein, where you're really it, it, this scientist is really wanting to get into his brain and start figuring out how is he so talented, how is he he's so brilliant. But some of these just make you scratch your head and yeah. go, I mean, who goes off and says, all right, now look, I want to get everybody, let's get the gang over here because I want to steal a ski lift. Do you think it's almost maybe like a klepto that it doesn't matter what it is, they just want to steal it for that, for that rush, that high? I think there's a certain percentage of folks, but for you to say, I want to steal a ski lift? 
it just... It ain't like you can go down the block and go, hey, man, I got a ski lift here. How would you like to buy well, this? Well, look, here's one that says, a cabin. This gal feared a burglar when she saw the gate of her lake property had been cut open in 2015, but she didn't know how right she was. A crook had nabbed her family's entire 10 by 20 foot prefabricated building from its foundation. Officials later found the missing cabin less than 10 miles away. <laughs> Somebody goes off and says, you know, that is a good looking cabin. It's kind of like. Let's uh, just the, take it. The new building that you bought for your backyard, your storage. Yeah, thing. exactly. Somebody backing up, taking that. Yeah, I hadn't seen that done before. But, I mean, you have heard of people stealing where they just, they're brazen about it. Yeah. They just pull all the way up to in your house daylight. in broad daylight and open up the doors. And neighbors just think, well, I mean, that must be Frank and Sally over there must be having some work done. Yeah, they're having some work done. Some folks are backing up and taking all your positions. I don't know. I don't think, you know, the old saying that said, if it's not nailed to the wall, they'll take it. Yeah. They'll take it if it's nailed to the wall. Let's be honest. Did you think that you would ever live in the United States to where the police had to decide if, well, your crime was big enough for them to respond to? I've seen countless headlines across America to where if the crime is $1,000 or less, they're not even prosecuted. Criminals walk in stores and walk out with what they want. Why? Because they're not scared of the police anymore. I hate to admit it, but the day is gone of leaving your door open or a window open at night. Because if you do, someone will take what's yours. This is a trend I don't see changing until we change the leaders of our nation. Until then, America, lock your doors. There's not a safe place that someone can't come and take what they want from you. Protect your own and protect your family. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. We'd like to say thanks for dropping by. And if you don't mind, tell a friend about us. We sure hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.